0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to go over today's MLB card. We do have to mention real quickly, though, uh, some have just seen the box score and the jaws hit the floor. Blue Jays scored 20 against the Rays last night. I mean, this was remarkable, Uh, Joe. George Springer with a home run. Uh, We heard uh, the aforementioned Vladdy getting a grand slam. But uh, Matt Chapman also had a home run. Uh, I mean, you're doing this against the Rays on the road? You know, I get that... You know, baseball games in particular, sometimes you get these weird, weird, esoteric stats. But here's another one for you. Uh, from Stats: the Blue Jays are the first MLB team to score 20-plus runs on the road against a team with a 700 winning percentage, minimum 40 games in the season. Since September 21st of 1897... When the Brooklyn Bridegrooms won twenty-two to five against the eighty-seven and (laughs) thirty-six Boston Bean Eaters, and Joe, I know you remember that game well. What are some of your memories?
2: Repeat those nicknames. What year was this?
0: The Bridegrooms in in, in eighteen. They're now the Dodgers. So there's that. Yes. But uh, a- September 21st, 1897, the Brooklyn Bridegrooms uh, beat the Boston bead Eaters uh, 22 to five.
2: Wow. Uh, my first thought last night was, "This is a sad state statement," but it was a Paul Aspen, <laughs> because Vlad hit a homer. You just heard the highlight, and he was <laughs> dropping Vlad yesterday, 85 to one for a home run leader. Uh, about a guy that could go on a tear and um, here to report that the number has not moved. Still sitting there 85 Ooh. to 1. Now, he's way back. What's he, 10? Is he 10 back, 9 back, something like that? Well, the
1: problem is,
2: yeah, he's 10 back still because Alonzo also homered again. God. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's We're just the moving is. the goalposts.
2: <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, we keep saying that maybe this year uh, the home run leader, well, it's not going to be what Judge was. Well, maybe you only have to get to that into the 40s. Maybe not. The way Alonzo's going, he's at 18 already, 49 games into the year. So, I mean, that it is a ridiculous pace. But yeah, there's Laddie, and maybe it's not as bad as it looks. Does that make any sense? Because they put up nine in the last inning when the game was already over. But still, when you see that 20 number, it's like it, it grabs your attention.
1: I think also, like, I've been trying to figure out who this Blue Jays team is, and I thought this stretch of games where they're playing some good teams is a good chance for them to turn things around, and then they went and lost three out of four to the Yankees. They got swept by the Orioles, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is not going to happen, and then la- yesterday happened, and I'm like, okay, do you think, you know, the Blue Jays can do something? And is this a time to buy low on them? I know you haven't been able to get a lot of value because people had high expectations on them before the season started. But would you look at any futures on the Blue Jays thinking maybe they'll get things going now, and get hot again? This they were is, hot in April and then fell off a cliff again.
2: The next month, their schedule is brutal. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I've always liked the Blue Jays and the, and the talent that they have. Um, so yeah, I, a few games above 500. I believe in them full season, but timing the market, Tampa, you just started this Tampa Bay series. You're still on the road. You go to Minnesota. Then Milwaukee, and we don't know which pitches they'll face yet, Mets, Astros, Twins again, Orioles again, Rangers. That's a brutal month. Yeah. If you're going to buy and I would just wait a little bit because if they tread water over the next month, that in a sense is a victory.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. In fact, as I'm looking this up here real fast, uh, Blue Jays to make the playoffs, no is plus 120. So maybe if you do wait, you get a better number on the no. Keep in mind, there is an enormous, and I know it's always a log jam this time of year in terms of wild card standings, but mm-hmm. am I wrong though to think that this is even more congested than in years past in terms of who's gonna make these, these final wild card spots because of the American League East where just about everybody is, con- is in contention. But then look at the West. The Angels are very much in this. The Rangers, how good are they and how good will they be down the stretch? When will the Astros uh, get back to the top of the division? It does feel like you've got a lot more teams who could very well make it. And so then mm-hmm. it's about finding value and perhaps getting that plus money.
2: This is the weekend, Ed. This is when a lot of teams take a step back and let's uh, let's evaluate where we are. This is the first big marker, Memorial Day weekend, that a lot of teams take a close look. and And maybe they're going to sell some top-end pitching that they have. Under control over the next couple of years, that could land you a no, a number of top prospects. Uh, oh, the, the White Sox are already the White Sox are already talking about it. Like, do do Stop you move it. Cease? Do you? I mean, you think that wouldn't be a game changer if you add Cease to the top oh. of someone's rotation? Like that would be mm-hmm. he's he looks back on over the last three starts. There are going to be names like that that pop up over the next couple of weeks. So. So what we see over the next couple of weeks for some of these teams, it's going to be huge.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Like this, this is the time when you're, you're going to start to hear the chatter of moves and, you know, who's a buyer, who's a seller. I mean, it, you know, it is funny. You know, we talk about the White Sox and probably needing to blow it up at some point. Well, it, it may not happen right away, but give it a couple of months and then these hot commodities will likely go somewhere, I would imagine. And they're going to make someone even more of a contender than they already are.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's going to be fascinating. And then today we've got all these uh, getaway day games. And it feels like it's the day of the one. All these aces rolling. <laughs> we've got Gallen, uh, Ryan, McClanahan, uh, Wells is going, Sandy's mm-hmm. pitching. Uh, a lot of great games to take a look at.
0: Let's start with uh, Blue Jays and Rays, uh, since Toronto is sort of uh, front of mind here. Kikuchi on the bump for the Blue Jays going up against McClanahan. And yes, Rays are great, McClanahan's great, but Kikuchi has some great history against the Rays. 101 plate appearances, so it's a pretty good sample size. Nearly a 30% strikeout rate. A WOBA allowed of 281, which is quite good. A batting average allowed of 222. You guys think there's some value in backing the Blue Jays once again on the road?
2: I find those numbers a bit surprising. Yeah, I mean, the minus 200. The Rays are awesome against lefties. So that, that's where I have some hesitation. They're number one in baseball, way to run to creative plus, ISO. Uh, they're second in OPS, average, a lot of those numbers there. So that would be my hesitation. But as you point out, the value. Like we're not talking about a pick'em spot. We're talking about uh, you're getting a good plus money price on Toronto. Took care of business obviously last night, putting up, putting up a 20 spot here. So uh, that's it's tempting. It's tempting. I I would not back Toronto just because the McClanahan factor and what mm-hmm. uh, what the Rays have done against left hand pitching.
1: Yeah, I like Ray's run line first five with McClanahan pitching. Plus, I mean, Kikuchi's expected ERA is over five. Hmm. I don't know if that yeah. matters to you.
0: No, it does. No, it definitely matters. Um, th- yeah, that, that's a hard one to decipher. I mean, if you do Blue Jays' run line, plus one and a half at minus 135, that feels safer to me. If this really is a pitcher's mm-hmm. duel, uh, which is a possibility, then low-scoring game, one run's not going to matter that much. And yeah, you lose your plus money bet, but it, it does feel like the safest play out of all those available.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yep. there is that. Um, here's a game that I want to talk about: the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And mention that this is uh, in a way Ace Day, which means if you're talking about the Diamondbacks, you're talking about Zach Gallen, and he's going up against Ranger Suarez. And whatever you think of the Phillies, you know they still have some fantastic hitters, no doubt about it. Zach Gallen had a phenomenal start to this season, came back down to reality in his last start. And I actually believe that there is a, a good argument to be made for fading Zach gallon once again, despite this incredible start he's had. Wow. You look at his Woba versus X Woba difference. His Woba allowed is 250. His xWOBa Woba is 290. So he's probably due for a little bit of regression to the mean anyway. Add to that, we have seen him look vulnerable for whatever reason. You look at his stat cast numbers. Yeah, his strikeout rate's phenomenal in the 85th percentile and he's not walking guys very much, but barrel rate allowed, 59th percentile. You probably want that to be a little bit better. Average exit velocity is pretty weak. Hard hit rate is pretty weak. And the Phillies are really good once they make contact of those balls getting a little bit deeper uh, than pitchers would like. And so to me, I think there is some real value in backing the Phillies in some way. Now, in terms of money line, you know, it is slightly in the Diamondbacks' favor. But in terms of other ways to play this game, I, I think anything that could possibly fade Zach Gallin, uh say like under 6.5 strikeouts at minus 140, that might make sense. Uh, under 17.5 mm-hmm. outs recorded at even money, that's probably where I want to go here.
2: Everything went sideways in that last start. You're referencing at Pittsburgh, he couldn't even get out of the fourth inning. Uh, he, was, he was very wild. Very wild. That is not something we saw in his first seven seven starts. He had zero or one walks in all of those games. And we're talking pitching into seventh and eighth inning on a regular basis. And then he had four. He walked four batters against Pittsburgh, got hit around eight runs on eight hits, uh, five five earned runs, but uh, the walk's obviously a big deal. And he wasn't striking anybody out, only two strikeouts through three and two-thirds. I look at this and yeah, uh, those are valid concerns. But I'm also not laying a price with Gallon uh, here in this matchup. It's only minus 115. So I have enough trust in Gallon that he's going to have a bounce back performance. So I, I would go to go to the Arizona side.
1: Initially, I was looking at Diamondbacks' first five minus 122 money line, and then I looked up Ranger Suarez. So, obviously, he's got that crazy high ERA over 10, but his ex-fip is 341.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a good pitcher.
1: So that, you know, yeah. he's, he's
0: due for some, for some good quality outings.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a huge discrepancy there. Normally, you don't see mm-hmm. the gap that big.
0: Well, and not only that, Aaron, but we've known for a long time the Phillies have a terrible defense. And it's always going to be that way in terms of this current iteration. And so I I think in terms of the key pitchers, you're always going to see those inflated ERA numbers uh, even when pitchers are performing well. So part of that can be explained, uh, which has nothing to do with Suarez, but I think also part of it, too, is just his, his intrinsic ability to be able to get back from this, you know, quasi slump and be able to mm-hmm. perform well and I, I think he will here i think there's value in backing the phillies in some way or at least fading gallon
2: can i talk anyone into backing the nationals today nationals plus 135 now was that trevor williams on the bob yeah trevor williams out there hasn't been great this year and no discrepancy in, in a lot of his numbers some of the peripherals. Weathers, you could say that there is. He has a 519 XFIP 342 ERA, uh, but, but my angle here is it, it might be a surprise to some to hear that the Nationals are really good against left-handers. They're excellent, mm-hmm. at, in fact. They're hitting two ninety nine on the year. That's the third-best batting average, fourth-best on base, six in OPS, seventh in all of baseball in way to run plus against left-handed pitching. At home? plus 135. I think that's a pretty good look.
1: Weathers, uh, fit 519. His ERA, obviously hmm. 342.
2: He doesn't strike anybody hmm. out. So I, you know, if he's pitching to contact against a team that does well against lefties, I don't have a problem backing them. A lot of runs expected. The total is 10.
0: Jeez. And as I mentioned before, as I continue to look into it more, those double-digit run totals—you're still getting a lot of overs. Nothing wrong with that, there.
2: Mm. Yeah. So Cincinnati today, ten and a half. It's usually when you see these double digits, you're like, oh, of course. Yeah, that there's a ten and a half, but there's also the ten in DC. There's a ten and a half in Cincinnati. There's a nine and a half Atlanta, nine KC, nine Angel, at the Angels, nine at the Brewers, nine at the Pit at Pittsburgh. A lot of high totals today.
0: Well, on an ace day. Yeah, I know. The
1: weather's also getting warmer too.
0: That's part of it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. What's something on the card you like, Aaron?
1: Gosh, so a few of them uh, that I looked at, we already talked about. Uh, what about our guy, Waldachuk against the Mariners? you got to Dioria. find a way to fade him, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You know what is interesting? I was looking at this this morning. Yeah, it's the A's. Yeah, it's Waldachuck. He stinks. Seattle is not good against lefties this year. They're bottom three, mm. average on base, a bunch of metrics. So that would be the scary part for me.
1: Okay, because uh, I was looking Mariners' Mine is, run line, first five.
2: Mine's 275. I, that's just, for a team that doesn't hit lefties, I can't do it. He's
1: yeah. given up 23 earned runs in 24 innings. He's, ew. Man, He
0: sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> ew. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will not be betting on Brooks Kepka this week, but Joe will try to run it back with a winner at the Charles Schwab. We've got some golf bets coming up right here on the BetQL Network.
2: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.